Father, indeed, we pray that you will open our eyes. May you reveal yourself to us. Because increasingly, sometimes I realize that we say we are serving you. We pretend we are working with you. But sometimes it's like, truly if we know who you are, if we know the power of the Almighty God, if we know this all-knowing God, I don't think we'll do the things that we do. If we know the might of God, if we know who God is, we cannot call ourselves Christians and do otherwise. So I pray this morning that the Lord will reveal himself to us. That indeed we may know him and truly walk with him and see his glory in our lives. Father, I thank you for this morning. It's an opportunity once again to hear you. Dear Lord, grant me the utterance to speak nothing but your words. Even what a privilege, O oh Lord, to stand before your saints, people that you have redeemed. I'm not taking this lightly. So, Father, this day, may you alone be glorified. Our gathering here is unto you. And may you touch our hearts. It's not about any man, but it's about the Almighty God. Father, let your presence be here. Let your mighty presence and your spirit be with us this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll look at Luke chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. Luke chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. says, In the meantime, when an innumerable multitude of people had gathered together so that they trampled one another, he began to say to his disciples first of all, Beware of the living of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Verse 2. For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed. Nothing hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the house tops. 
Let's go to the verse 1 again. It says, In the meantime, when they were gathered together, an innumerable multitude of people, insomuch that they trod one upon another, they began, he began to say to his disciples, Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Our topic for this morning is Beware ye of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. Brethren, I've been led to share on this topic this morning because a few things have occurred around us locally and globally which I'm learning a lot of lessons and which I believe each one of us it will be worthwhile to also learn therefrom. There is always a public life where virtually everybody knows you. And we all say all the things that we say because in the public space there is a certain identity. Because in the public space there is a certain repetition. Because in the public space we know this person is that person. He is this is that. But what many people don't know is that there is also a private life. But somehow we allow this public life to run through all that we do. And it's as if there is nothing private. And we hail people acclamations. What have you? Honor. Pleasing men, because all that we do is about publicity, fame. And that is what men will see. But brethren, the one to whom we shall give an account is not only focusing on the public, but the things that we are doing in secret. The things in the darkness are all before him. And he's making his own assessments. He's making his own judgments. He's making his own decisions. And those decisions are eternal. What you and I see in the public space are but for a moment. But for a moment. I was saying earlier on, at the age of 25, I had finished university, worked in the public service for 35 years. In the course of some of that 35 years, there were occasions where some were also attracted front page publicity, even in daily graphic, <laughs> even with the picture. But those ones are passed, in fact, it's passed away already. That chapter has been closed. It doesn't matter to God 
what matters to God are those secret and private things which we do but which we think nobody sees. You may be sitting in your room alone. Whatever you are even saying on the phone. There is nobody in the room. Nobody you think has heard. But God has heard. Some notes that you may write down. And say nobody has seen. God has seen. Some moves. Some actions. We take, we say nobody has seen. God has seen. Why am I saying this? There was a, being a global icon who has passed on recently. And I think that in my view, he made so much impact on this Christian faith. So much impact. And this Christian faith. But after the funeral, there was a young lady who said, these tributes, are they really about this man? That you people are claiming, hailing so much. And it hit, in fact, me myself, when I heard about what a young lady has said, and what I thought I knew about this man I knew, I stand, I know he's made an impact on the Christian faith. I'm still grappling with what must have gone wrong. And I think it's all because we don't take or pay attention to our private lives. I think we don't pay attention to our private lives. Maybe because nobody pays attention. Because nobody, we think that nobody has seen. Nobody sees what we are doing. So it's as if nobody has seen. But brethren, our private life matters. Especially to God. Because he is the one who makes the final determination. My final determination will not be made by the brother sitting next to me, but the Almighty God. And therefore, every move that I make, I'm not looking at what man is looking at, but I'm looking at what God is seen and what God has seen. And God is watching. But somehow, that is why I said that God should reveal himself to us. Because sometimes I think that if we know God, we won't do the things that we do. But we do the things that we do because I believe we don't know God. Because I believe sincerely we do not know God. If we really know God, we shall be more careful 
than the way we live our lives. But we are living our lives as if nobody is watching. Nobody sees. But then we cannot hide from the Almighty God. Whether in the seas, whether in the heavens, whether on the earth, God sees us. So, in Luke chapter 12, Verse 2. It says, For there is nothing covered. Absolutely nothing is covered. And no one should belittle himself or herself. There is nothing covered, whether in the air, under the sea, or on this earth. That shall not be revealed. Neither head that shall not be known. Absolutely nothing. And the verse 3 says, Therefore, whatsoever ye have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light. And that which ye have spoken in the ear in closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. That is why I said, Whatever plans, whatever schemes, whatever is before God. And I want to believe that if we shall live in this consciousness, if we shall live our lives knowing that nothing can be covered, nothing is hidden, I think we shall be more careful. I think especially those of you who travel on the, is it on the Cape Coast Road? You, you speed, but I think after Elmina, we all slow down. Because we know our friends will be there. The police on patrol will be there at that junction. Anyway, I heard that in Kenya, they say they won't give, they are going to remove all the pockets in the uniforms of policemen. Which means if you take their bride, we know where to put it. <laughs> I don't know how that will work. <laughs> anyway, that's by the side. But nothing is hidden. Whatever we are doing is before the Almighty God. In Psalm 139, verse 1 to 3, it says, O oh Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. Brethren, even our thoughts, our thoughts are all before God. I was saying sometime in February last year, I think about the first service, I was just about to preach. And there was a lady who was prophesying. And normally when people prophesy, 
Osofo will interpret and give the interpretation. But that day, our senior pastor was not here. So as the lady was prophesying, in my thoughts, I said to myself, who is going to interpret? And Bernatin, I can say that most times that people have prophesied in this church, I don't think people have interpreted it themselves. But that day, as those thoughts ran through my mind, that who will give the interpretation? As the lady finished prophesying, she herself gave the interpretation. Now, if this is not God, and if you don't fear God from that day, you see, when we have come in here, we have not just come into a building. I think we should begin to realize that we have come into the presence of God. And that God is here with us. So as we enter the premises, as we enter the temple of God, let's know that God is here. And let's know that if we say we are children of God, let's begin to reverence and fear God. I'm saying that day I was shaking. It was my own thoughts. But little did I know that God is that close. That is what I'm saying. Let's not think we are doing certain things in secret. I was standing here alone. Those were my thoughts. But they were before God. I'm saying to myself, I don't know what thoughts run into our minds. If they are thoughts of evil and thoughts of wickedness, I think the judgment is for you and I. Hallelujah. Again on thoughts, I think in July, end of July or 1st, August 2015, we had Reverend Dr. Steve Asante here. I think before him, Reverend Jessel Asiedu ministered for a day, and he did two days. As Reverend Asante was finishing his second day, I sat again, I think in front of where Brother Kwesi is seated. I said, Lord, this man, I mean, what is upon his life? That he is ministering the way he is ministering. I could hear the Lord say, It's holiness, purity, and cleanliness. That was the answer I got back. Immediately, I got that answer from the Lord. The man himself, he was doing his own preaching. It had nothing to do with my question. But somehow, he responded to my question. And he himself said, As I walk with God, I am conscious of my holiness. And I have never seen the nakedness of any woman. Now, if this is not God intervening, 
knowing my thoughts. What else? That is why this morning I'm saying we may have our public lives, but the private lives, the secret things, the thoughts, what goes through our minds, what we have harbored, the resentments in our hearts. Brethren, all these are before the Almighty God. And that is why, for me, I said, following those recent incidents, I think we need to become more careful and know that there is nothing that we are doing that we should say, this one is a secret. And nobody knows. They are all before God. And that, in my view, should make us more careful and know that somebody is watching us. And as we walk with him, like he said, the very first way, he is searching us. The verse 1 of Psalm 139. Oh Lord, thou search me. Indeed, he is searching me, he is searching you. And as he searches, as he loves us, there will be corrections. It however depends on our response. As he corrects us, whether we will listen and whether we will make amends. If we do, I believe continually, God will come our way. And as he comes our way, and, and, and you see, like he, he, he will be pruning us. And as he prunes us, my life will become better. Your life will become better. Hallelujah. But he will not force us. He will speak to us. It's up to us. Whether we will listen. You know, sometimes when I look at the power and the might of God, but he still doesn't force anybody. With all his might, he's still so gentle and meek. But it doesn't mean he's scared of us. It doesn't mean God is scared of anyone. He's given us more room. That is why, again, as he's searching us and making himself known to us, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Because he is here to alert us, to prompt us, to bring correction to our lives. Because there is no secret. The Holy Spirit, there is no secret. Everything is before Him. So in First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, it says, Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. 
Then shall every man have praise of God. If we are looking for praises, I think there is no praise that can be compared to the praise of the Almighty God. That is why, therefore, if you are looking for praise, it's the one that comes from the Almighty God. His testimony is the real testimony. This testimony is the one that is of substance. His testimony is the one which is eternal. It is not the testimony of man. You know, let's, let's begin to walk the way Christ walked. And for him, he did not even allow the testimony of man to move him. So in John chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. John chapter 2, verse 23 to 25. Now when he was in Jerusalem, at the Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man for he knew what was in man. Unfortunately, many of us are looking for the testimony of men. But let me plead with you this morning. Be like Christ. Know men. And rather seek the testimony of the Almighty God. That testimony is eternal. That testimony is the testimony that will bring that divine favor and kindness to you. Hallelujah. As for men... You know, normally I favor, I, I only pity big men. People will come to you. But it's all because of the favor they want from you. It's all because of the patronage. You see, but when you don't know, they come to you. As the peace, you can say, yeah, wow, wow. When you have no more favor to give, you know men. But Christ said, he knows all men. Be like Christ and know who men are. What are we talking about this morning? He said, Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. If you want to serve God, serve God. Why the hypocrisy? So in public, everybody knows we are people of God. But in private, we are different. God is the one who will make the final determination. But he is calling on us that our private lives matter to him. What we do in private 
matters to him. And sometimes it may be those you might think is little, but God is observing. Look at the countenance of Cain. God observed it. I think it's in Genesis chapter 4 verse 9. Even my countenance, I may not have spoken. Let's look at Genesis chapter 4 verse 9. Uh, maybe let's look at verse 10. I think that's one who says, your countenance. Then the verse 8, sorry. Genesis chapter 4, where he talks about his countenance. Verse 6. Oh, let's, start, let's start from 5. Let's start from 5. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very rough, and his countenance fell. But the verse 6, And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou rough, and why has thy countenance fallen? Even my countenance is before God. I haven't spoken. But even my countenance is before God. Or sometimes the way you have eyed somebody. Because I think in Second Samuel chapter 11 or so, I was saying, why would the scripture even report that Saul eyed David? It is not ordinary eyeing for the Bible to record it. I think in Second Samuel, was it First Samuel chapter... Yeah, I've missed that scripture, but it's in Second First Samuel where the scripture recalls that Saul eyed David, and that is recorded in scripture. If it is of no value, the scriptures wouldn't have recorded that even as you eye somebody, it is before God. So what am I talking about? So what I'm saying, therefore, is that even our countenance, as I eye somebody, if it's of an evil eye, it is before God. What I do in secret, it is before God. That is why for me then, as we walk with God, Let's be careful about the things that we are doing because God is watching. God is watching us. <clears throat> Never worry so much <clears throat> about what men are saying. In fact, men may disregard you, but never worry. In fact, in First Peter chapter 2, verse 4, First Peter chapter 2, verse 4. It says, To whom coming, as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men. Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God. 
and precious. Men may despise you. And I'm saying that because many people are struggling for recognition in the public space because they want to be known and seen. But Christ, God is saying, don't worry. Let even men disallow you. But if you are chosen of God, it is precious. That is why what I do in secret, what you do in secret, which God is looking at, should be important to me. Because I report to the Almighty God. In fact, in the same First Peter chapter 2, verse 19, let's take the verse 19 to 23. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19 to 23. For this is sunk worthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it when you are buffeted for your faults? Ye shall take it patiently. But if when ye do well and suffer for it, ye take it patiently. This is acceptable with God. For even thereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his footsteps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. But listen to the verse 23. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. But better look at the list by part. But committed himself to him that judged righteously. There is a one out there who we should commit our lives to. Because his judgment is righteous. Man's judgment for which we are seeking space in the public arena and for which many people are not doing what is right. Because we think that in the public arena even if you do something wrong Somebody will put a spin on it. And therefore you can go home free. But there is a man. There is a one up there. Who we should commit our lives to. Because for him. His judgment. Is righteous. He is the one. You and I. Should reverence. Most. Of course, we will respect every authority. We will respect governments. We will respect constitutions of our land. We will work in obedience. We will pay our taxes. But there is a one up there who judges righteously. And his judgment, no man can... In fact, in him, the only advocate you can have is Christ. There is no one who can sit on radio and put a spin on your case for you. So what are we doing in secrets? In darkness. Remember that there is a God who sees 
in secret. There is a God who sees in darkness. Therefore, we need to be mindful and do what is right. Hallelujah. Almighty God, especially for our young professionals, many of them want to make it. It is good to make it. If it is God who is blessing you to make it to the top, hallelujah, we will stand and give thanks unto the Almighty God. But we also know that some have been initiated into cults simply because you want to make it. Simply because you want to make it. That kind of success is no success. That kind of success is taking you onto the path of destruction. I will plead with you, serve your God faithfully. Serve your God faithfully. Serve your God truthfully. Serve Him the way He wants us to serve Him. And in due time, in due season, God Himself will elevate you. The rush that people are making to join occults just because you want to make it, we need to be careful. All this gating, I'm told some people, because of poverty, are accepting all sorts of money. But gradually, some are telling their stories. And brethren, our children and grandchildren, if you hear some of the stories, those people who have gone in are telling their harrowing stories. They went in, they didn't know because they were enticed with money. Some are saying the money is sitting in the room, but we cannot even touch the money. But people have gone in for it. It is demonic. It is devilish. Let's stand and pray and protect our children. And even we ourselves, because interestingly, even some who are adults, who I thought they have all that they have. But you know, this word greed, it is fearful. Greed. Greed. We have and we have. But because of greed, when we are even falling on the path of destruction and we are fellowshipping with those who have signed agreement with the devil to go to hell, we don't see it. Some have signed agreement and it's in Isaiah. Some have come to conclusion to join, signed agreement to go to hell. And you are partaking of their table. But beware. Let's be like Joseph. Where Joseph found himself. Potiphar's wife. 
was trying to, whatever it is, in that atmosphere, in that location, I'm sure it was a private place. Certainly, there was, it was not a public scene. People were not there. There was nobody there. But Joseph knew that he served a God who watches. He knew there is a God who is watching. So he said, I will not sin against my God. The place was a private place. But in the mind of Joseph... There was nothing private because God was watching. May we live our lives as Joseph did because even there, to him, there was no secret. There was no privacy. But God was watching. That is why we are talking about the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. It's as if we are in it, but we are not. I mean, again, we say we are building the cathedral. Hallelujah. But if indeed the news going around is that the architect has endured and does this gating, then what kind of cathedral are we building? Because in the time of Moses, God was careful and even selecting those who went and took part in the building of the temple. I hope that architect, that statement, maybe he was misquoted. But if indeed he has endorsed this homosexual thing, and he is going to build a cathedral for Guineans. Which type of God will come into that temple? Brethren, let's be careful. Hypocrisy. We are either in it or we are out. Either you drink deep or you taste not. If you want to serve God, let's serve God. If you want to honor God, let's honor God. If you are not ready, God hasn't forced anybody. May God reveal himself to us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.